Hey guys, this is Jeff. Welcome back to another episode of GCC Talk, the podcast from Grace Community Church in Crossville, Tennessee. Today, we're going to be looking at the book of Second John. Let me introduce you to the ladies that I'm joined by today. First is my beautiful wife, Jessica. Hello. Our awesome uh, worship director, Bonnie. Hi. <laughs> and our women's ministry director, Teresa. All right. And Bonnie's new. Bonnie is new. This is her first time on the podcast. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> whoop, whoop. All right. And so we'll make sure we give all the hard questions to Bonnie. That is the yeah. general rule yeah. of thumb, right? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. So to start off with, I want I, I always like to ask a random question. And, and I'm going to make this one really easy today. Um, what is your... What is the favorite your favorite verse that you have like memorized that you can just like throw out there in any given situation? So so if you guys I know I'll put you on the spot, so I will actually start. And, and I realized this like last time I was given a message online is I just quote this verse nearly every time I preach. And it's John 14, 6. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And it seems like I'm always talking about how no one else can save you. Like no one else can save you but Jesus. And so I, I think I always go back to that verse, and it's just one that has stuck with me, I think, since the early days of my faith. Uh, but yeah, with that said, Jessica, what is yours? Um, I would say Jeremiah 29, 11. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew. I, <laughs> I looked at Jeff, and I was like, go me first. I know mm-hmm. it. But it's for I have the plan, or I, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Nice. And I think that's probably the first one that I ever remembered mm-hmm. because like i just needed to know that i still mm-hmm. need to know that sometimes you know mm-hmm. and sometimes i chicken out about saying like that's my favorite verse because so many people have it as their favorite verse mm-hmm. you know but i think it might be yeah, that's great and guys i can confirm she didn't read that either that was straight from memory so. i did i did okay. not read it yeah <laughs> okay who wants to go next i can go okay Bonnie, um, go ahead. i've actually been doing a bible study and this is probably going to be my new favorite and i've been working on memorizing it so don't judge but it is Psalm 121, um, and the first two are one and two, and it's, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Oh, I love it. And just here lately, it's, where does my help come from? Yeah. When I am praying for the unanswerable or what I think is impossible, who am I looking to? Am I just looking to this Jesus that I talk to? And sometimes like he's my buddy, or am I looking to the maker of heaven and earth, and earth the one who will actually make what i need happen so absolutely that's That's great all right Teresa. Uh, mine is psalm 37 4 delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart Uh, there was a time in my life when um i was found myself suddenly single and i wanted uh i wanted a husband and i wanted a family and i was pursuing that on my own and i turned to the lord and uh, found this verse and began to delight in him, and he gave me the desires of my heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I it love it. To me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a similar one. I don't know the verse reference, but whenever um, I, I was making the decision if I was going to come on here full time, actually, uh, Pastor Dennis had said to me, and he quoted, and I still can't remember the reference, but uh, seek first the kingdom, and all these things will be given to you. Yes. And, and that was one of the things that, like, it was around that time that I, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I need to do. I need to seek first the kingdom of God before mm-hmm. everything else. And, and then God will take care of the rest. And, and yeah, absolutely. When we, I think one of the things all our verses, absolutely. Abund- well, <laughs> abundantly. It seems like all three, all three of your guys' uh, scriptures here were specifically on that, like rely on God yeah. and God yeah. will, God will absolutely. do, God will do the prospering, right? Yeah. God will take care of you in that, those moments. My yes. mother always used to say, Bonnie Ellen, if you don't know how to pray, you say, dear God, fix it or remove it. 
Oh, oh that's good. good. Yeah, and that's a good one. That's oh, how yeah. I do a lot of prayer. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love that. All right. With that said, guys, let's go and jump into the Bible study for today. And so we're going to be reading. Uh, anyone listening, we're going to be reading in the New International Version. So if you want to uh, open that up or or flip to it while we're reading, you're more than welcome to. But I'll have Jessica start off with uh, like the first three verses. Okay. The elder. To the lady chosen by God and to her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also who know the truth, because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. Yeah, so uh, looking at the first three verses there, that... So a, a few questions arise uh, as I began to study this. And I want to, I definitely want to hear your guys' thoughts because immediately John, uh, I believe at this moment, he, he says the elder. And if you read in a few other translations, like I was reading in NASB, it's like, it, it's more formed in like from the elder to the lady. But my question is, who's this lady that John's talking about? Is this like his, his girlfriend or what? What <laughs> we got going on here? I think she's the church. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I was looking for some juicy gossip here, but all right. What do you, what do you guys think? What did y'all take away from that? I took that John, who is functioning as the elder, maybe to the Ephesian church, um, later in his life, overseer and elder are used interchangeably in Greek. So I thought that was interesting. Um, is presiding over, he's an official, pre- pres- presiding official, mm-hmm. sorry, yeah. um, in the organization. Um, and the lady chosen, I what I looked up, it says she's either an unknown Christian woman mm-hmm. <laughs> or a fig- figurative designation of a local church. Mm-hmm. And her children are either hers or a mem- or members of that congregation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I kind of found as well is that scholars are kind of in between on whether this is a designation of the church, which mm-hmm. the church is often used in a feminine pronoun, right? It's used as the bride of Christ. We right, see in Revelation, right. it mentioned several times uh, in a feminine way. So that the to the lady could definitely be a reference to the church. Um, and I think maybe my my brain is still stuck in Revelation too, because uh, one of the things that I did notice is that this whole book follows a really similar structure to the addresses to the seven churches at the beginning of Revelation. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, he he has this uh, where he uh, w- you'll see like he he says hello. What's that called? That's a greeting. We call that a greeting <laughs> in English. Yes. Uh, he has there's like a greeting. There's a commendation. Then there is a like direction, and, and then there's like the ending. And so. I thought that was interesting, but then also just the way that it's worded, if he is talking to a specific church, we also know in our study of Revelation, which by the way, listeners, if you don't know about that series, we're in it right now. We'll have it linked in the description of this podcast to where you can find that sermon series. But we know that the book of Revelation was kind of written uh, in almost a cryptic way so that it couldn't be taken by the Roman soldiers and stuff. And so I wonder if that designation of the lady is maybe a code for the church. But yeah, so I mean, that's just an interesting thought. I didn't really study up on that, but I was thinking about it as I was reading like that to the lady and to her children, if that was John kind of addressing them in so, some sort of secretive way. Yeah. So B- it Biblical day up. speakeasy. Yeah, yeah. If, they, yeah <laughs> if the letter was to be intercepted mm-hmm. uh, and then he would be telling who he is and who mm-hmm. they are. And it's not that they were secret Christians, but right. you know, you don't want to gather together and just set yourself up to be. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I never really thought about that until you guys brought that up in, in the sermons about mm-hmm. Revelation and why it could be written that way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, but that makes a lot of sense. Because Roman officials are very smart. <laughs> yeah, a Roman soldier could have grabbed it and said, oh, this is a letter to Christian churches. Yeah, get this out of here. Yeah, like, we right. rip it up. It doesn't get passed on. But mm-hmm. if they opened it and right. they're like, 
this makes no sense. Whatever. Let them keep it. Right. Yes. <laughs> this is gibberish. This Here you go. Gibberish. Somebody's yeah. writing a yeah. novel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting. Maybe that's that's why I don't I didn't study that, but I thought it was interesting. I know that we used to have a church that we were affiliated with and we always called that church our sister church. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like it's the churches are referred to in the feminine pronoun. Yeah. Right. Yes. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I've always seen that as well. Okay. Bonnie, do you want to read the next, was the next three, three verses there? I believe it is. Okay. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. What do you guys think? What did you take away from that? I love how he's like, this is not a new command. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not telling you anything you don't know already. Mm-hmm. Like, this is gonna, this is the command from the beginning, and it will be the command throughout mm-hmm. eternity. Yeah. It will be love, you know. Right. Yeah, I think sometimes we overcomplicate Christianity. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can get stuck in doctrine and theology and all that's fantastic, but at the base level of Christianity, it's love people. Yeah. Love people. Love people. Love God. That's it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the yeah, entire instruction that Teresa gave us when we took over youth ministry. It was like, <laughs> yeah. Love teenagers, love God. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you, yeah. If you love Jesus and you love teenagers, you're qualified. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Which sometimes, and, and, and I've also like realized too, that love is a choice. Like yeah. choosing to love people. Sometimes you have to love people. Like sometimes it's not easy to love people. And sometimes it's not easy to like to put in the effort to love people. But sometimes you just have to do that. You have to, I mean, I've been praying to love people more like and I think that that's fine. Asking God to allow you to love people more and just choosing to love people. And he yeah. will. I've yeah. tried that same prayer before. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely will. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that like one of the famous quotes about ministry is ministry would be easy if it weren't for the people. <laughs> yeah. Right? Cuz I mean <laughs> people could take a toll on you, but in essence ministry is loving the people mm-hmm. and show them the love and grace of Christ. Yeah, and you're not, not any easy, less but, like loved by God or uh, chosen by God for the ministry that you're in or the position that God's put you in because you find yourself having a difficult time loving people. Mm-hmm. I sometimes pray, God, help me love them like you do. Yeah. Because yes. that gets me completely out of the equation. If I try to love them on my own and, yeah. and what little human capacity of love that I have, mm-hmm. I'm going to fail every time. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I actually used to work at a bank and <laughs> when I quit there was a lady that said well who who's going to tell me who all the the, the stupid people are because <laughs> I would be like that is so stupid all the time I would yeah. just say that and because I wasn't loving with Christ's eyes I was loving whoever didn't drive me crazy right. and that's not Christian mm-hmm. love Christian love is completely and totally all in with everybody whether you like everything yeah. about them or not. And yeah. that's a huge conviction for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That's and it's the greatest command because when you love people, I mean, there's no sin that doesn't hurt people. Right. You, know, right. you can't right. lie, cheat, steal without hurting someone. Yeah. And so if we make loving people our first priority, then it would vastly decrease the sin in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. That is a good point. All right, well, let's go ahead and, and Teresa, if you want to, we'll let you finish it out here and then we'll go back and kind of talk about what it says. Verse seven, I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but that you may be fully rewarded. 
Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your sister, who is chosen by God, send their greeting. Yeah, so uh, a lot of, like, this was kind of the the part where we get into, I don't know that, not I wouldn't call it like the rebuke, but um, that was what I would call it in the Revelation series, but this is more like the exhortation series section, like, this is what you should be doing. So, mm-hmm. so what you, would you guys get from that? I didn't realize that there was a difference between Gnostic and agnostic. Mm. Yeah. So that was a, I'm, you know, finding that the, quite yeah, interesting. The Gnostics, yeah. yeah. The Gnostics actually just believe they are educated higher above mm-hmm. the apostles who were directly taught by Christ. Right. <laughs> I find that interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that was, that was a huge takeaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's one of the things that, that we, we see here. And this is, we see this a lot in first John too, that uh, John's warning them about the false teachers that are coming and, and what it was. Um, it's a, a belief system that's now been, labeled as docetism, which is the belief that when Jesus came, he never actually came in the physical. He only came in the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And so like he was visible, like you could see him, but he wasn't actually here. They removed his humanity from him. And so this was some of the false teaching that was happening, which yeah. completely undermines theology the way we know it. And that, and that was similar, like this was the situation where they thought that they were smarter and it had a lot to do with like the Hellenistic beliefs and stuff at that time too. Um, that that they they ba- basically valued spiritual realm, spiritual things over physical, and so they thought they were exhorting God by putting taking away His physicality. Yeah. But what they were doing was they were actually neglecting His human form that took on the pain, suffering, sin, and death. Well, right? that was that's why um, before we started this podcast, mm-hmm. my, in my Jesus centered Bible, there's a question in there that it always asks during each chapter. In my notes, I wrote down that it's important for us to know that because. If we don't believe that Jesus came in a physical body, then we how can we believe that he understands what we're going through exactly. right. and, and the humanity of what right. we you know have? It's easy for us to sit and think, well, God doesn't understand me or has never been through this. Well, how would our sins be covered? Right. Because the human form is what took that on mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and died and yeah. then mm-hmm. the spirit was resurrected. So it's like, uh, well, the, he was... Correct me. He was human resurrected mm-hmm. because, but then when he went up, the spirit was yeah. left here or was sent back. That's mm-hmm. all a little bit over my head sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. I, uh, um, I just know that if Jesus had not been human, mm-hmm. then it was all for naught. Right. Right. And right. I'm not willing to accept that. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And, and that was the thing is, and you also have to think about it from the, like the Jewish sacrificial system. Like the sacrifice had to be made for our sins to be covered. Right. Right. And and if Jesus were not fully man and fully God, he was absolutely deity, but he, he had to be fully man so that he could take on him and be the sacrificial lamb that covers our sin. If he yes. were if he were not fully man, he could not be the sacrifice. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, I think at that point you 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 rule Christianity null and void if you take away Jesus' humanity. Mm-hmm. Like he absolutely was deity, but he was absolutely human human as well. Mm. And it says, the part that stands out to me is this, is that if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, then do not take them into your house or welcome them. Mm. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. Because Ooh. if we, um, it, it's like Jesus hung out with sinners, 
and but he didn't hang out with the people who were against God, mm-hmm. you right. know, or who right. were against him, um, or opposed to the truth. So if they're actively working against God, he was like, no, keep those out of your house. Right. Don't let them influence yeah. you. Because just by hanging out with them, it makes it seem that you approve of them and that, you know, you agree with mm-hmm. them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, not, not to mention, like at that point, too, you're, you're helping them. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, at that time, it was really common for Christians to take in minis- missionaries that were traveling about. They give them a place to stay, food, water, drink, you know, take care of them until they went out to do their missionary journeys. Right. And... But at this point, if you take in someone like that, you're helping them to go out and further their false teaching. Exactly. Yeah. I like in my little study area on my Bible, it actually made just a little bit of a difference there. It said mm-hmm. it's not prohibiting greeting or inviting them for conversation because without doing them, Ooh. we can't correct them in love. Yeah, yeah. But it does yeah. say um, don't provide food and shelter because in that, that is an investment in their wicked work. Right. So exactly. like. I still like still mm-hmm. talk to them because we Absolutely. have to take that opportunity that God presents to say, look, dude, mm-hmm. I love you, but this isn't correct. Right. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, you can't stay here and spend the night because right. then it's going to, everyone's going to see me doing that. Cause it actually said, be careful of the public approval that mm-hmm. you're representing. Right. If, if you invite right. them in and have them in your home and you're feeding them and sheltering them, that means you agree when people are looking from the outside are looking in mm-hmm they see you agreeing with what they're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. So it just causes confusion mm-hmm. and that's what Satan's looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, I mean, something we really should take into context too, because there's a lot of people out that we may disagree with that have, you know, false teachings. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking of, you know, specifically of, of different churches out there that wear maybe the Christian name, like a, I would put this in terms of like progression, Christianity, the church of Latter-day Saints, Jehovah's Witness, stuff like mm-hmm. that, that, that they do falter a great deal from actual Christianity. And so like, it, we're not at this point. I don't think John is saying, yeah, don't have that conversation. Don't talk to them because absolutely those are souls that need to be saved. Right. right. But yeah, don't make, I love that. Don't make the investment in their false right. teaching. Right? right. And, and so, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. But I still think that honestly, that's a large part of our mission field too, is, is people like that, that are following false teaching and they think it's right. And sometimes that's the hardest people to convince, well, right? They've, they've looked around yeah. and they've found something that made them feel okay about their behavior. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of it. That's a big issue in the Christian world today, period, is mm-hmm. what we tolerate and what we don't say anything against. Mm-hmm. Right. In love, don't, don't misunderstand me. Right. We are to tell the truth in love and they're going to know us by our fruit. But we have said, and, and like, well, we don't want to make anyone angry. Mm-hmm. I think that that has a lot with what's going on here. Like you, you've got to tell the truth because we will be held accountable for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I love uh, when it comes to stuff like that. I love first Peter three fifteen. 15. Uh, it says, always be ready to give a defense for what you believe, but do so with gentleness and respect. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, as Christians, we should always be ready. We should be prepared. That's actually where apologetics comes from. Uh, that defense of is, is apologia. And so, but we should always be prepared and be ready to give a defense for what we believe, but we have to do it with gentleness and respect. I feel like so many Christians miss out on that part of it, the right. gentleness, respect, love, ca- compassion, kindness. Like Jesus talked about this sometimes. Right. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes, hmm. you know, love your neighbors yourself and stuff, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. You just, know? Every just, yeah. and just every yeah. day. But then you have like the flip <laughs> side of that. You've got like people who, who want to love people so much that they don't like correct or don't say anything against what they're doing, you know? Right. But the thing is, is God calls us to love God and love people, Mm -hmm. love God first. (laughs) Sometimes they'll even say, well, I'm just going to love you and let God do the rest. Well, who is to say that like Esther, we weren't created for such a time as this. And he put you on the earth for this exact moment to share Mm -hmm. the truth with that person. Mm -hmm. 
he is doing it. God is doing it, but he's using you right. to yes. do it. So, And it's not loving to mislead people into thinking that God is okay with things that he's not okay with. Exactly. Right. exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not love. That's yeah. the opposite exactly. of it love. Is. It, it is, really it's is the exact opposite of love. It's yeah. letting them go somewhere for eternity that is not going to be yeah. very fun. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I always I, say, I, like, I want to have friends who are, like, friends and family around me that love me enough to be awkward with me. Like, mm-hmm. love me enough yeah. to, like, to risk being awkward with me or to mm-hmm. risk hurting my feelings to tell me the truth. Right. Yeah. You know, like that's what, that's what I want. Well, I always say like love is intolerance, right? Cause exactly. I, and I think that goes directly against it's countercultural, which yeah. yeah, Christianity is, but love is not tolerance. Like if you love someone, you can't be tolerant of sin. Now you also, you're not disrespectful. You're not rude. You're not mean. You're not the typical Christian that they've probably already yeah. met. Maybe not start an argument Christ. in the Facebook <laughs> comments. Or right. That's probably not yeah. a great decision. <laughs> That's that's not that's not loving. I mean, you, you show the grace of God and you show present the gospel. Absolutely. But just because you love someone doesn't mean you accept and glorify everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Because that's not loving. Like you have the cure for cancer. You don't just let someone die because that's what they're choosing. Like you you show them the right way. Right. OK. With that said, we have reached the end of Second John. Look at that. We did an entire book. In wow. one podcast. Isn't that impressive? Impressive. Weird. I'm impressed. Yeah, all how yeah. many verses? All, all like, was it 17? 13, 13, 13, 13, 13 yeah. verses in one Ooh. book. I mean, Chapter. that's pretty impressive. We need it that is. app that does the little whip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, Jessica added the whip and post. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, so that will be the end of this one. If you guys enjoyed this, make sure that you uh, follow, subscribe, whatever it is in podcasts. I forget. On your podcast app, it's it'll subscribe. be something different. Is I, it subscribe? Well, I don't know, actually. I think different podcast apps have different words for po- follow, subscribe, favorite. I don't know. Yeah. Do whatever, whatever it is. is. Yeah. And then on like the Apple Podcast app, go and leave a review if you want to. It really helps other people find the podcast. And you never know. This message may reach someone that really needs it. Uh, and we, we're putting that in God's hands, see what he wants to do with it. With that said, make sure that you check back. We will be posting uh, more of these in the future. There's no specific timeline or, or frequency, but we will be doing more. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> with that said, I completely forgot our outro. So, yeah, we'll see you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.